Hi, welcome to Realty Check. I'm your host, Trish Williams, and today I have a special guest with me, Kimberly Peterson with First American Title. Uh, the topic for today's show is what you need to know about escrow, which is always a big question people ask. I always have people reach out to me and say, what does that mean? What's escrow? What's title? What's the difference? Um, are they the same people? Is it the same company? So these are things that we're going to discuss today. Uh, before we get started, I do want to remind all of you that this evening from 6 to 8 p.m., we're having a trunk or treat in our office. You're welcome to come. Bring your children, uh, go, or your children, children you know, any children you can collect. We can get them lots of sugar, lots of candy, and uh, get them on their way. Um, our office is located at 2230 Corporate Circle, Suite 215. Keller Williams office. I hope to see y'all tonight. I will be there um, passing out candy. And let's go ahead and get started with our guest, Kimberly. Thank you. Excited and actually excited to be a part of the Keller Williams truck or treat tonight as well. We'll be there with a the decorated uh, back of an SUV. Nice, nice. I'm glad you're going to be joining yes, us. Thank you. Uh, Kim, before I get started, I, I, I want to kind of fangirl you a little bit because... Okay. <laughs> I just want to say I am impressed. You are you're doing a lot. I know you're you're very busy. You're always doing things. You've um, you gotten a recent promotion. I did. Yes. yes. Actually, I'm now the uh, county manager. Sorry, the uh, sales manager uh -huh. for Clark County and vice president. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And with as busy as you are and as successful as you are, you're always still available to take my calls and answer my Aww. questions. And I appreciate that so much. And I know that uh, you have a lot on your plate, but you always do take the time to help people. And that is a very special quality. Thank you. So thank you. Um, so First topic, our uh, first question that I have for you um, is probably a huge um, question that everybody always asks. Uh, what's title insurance? When we go into escrow, we see all these fees or we see the closing costs, you know, breakdown. And every time I send that to somebody or we go over it, that's always a question. What is title insurance? Well, as you know, obviously being a real estate agent, real estate really is the nation's largest market. And the purchase and the sale of the properties are really essential to the overall U.S. economy. It's never without risk, and we are ensuring that the new buyer owns their property free and clear. Okay. There are a lot of items that can come up on a title search from previous transactions that, of course, no one's really going to know about. Not even the seller sometimes. Yeah. And we've been for many years, it, it's all cyclical. It's up and down, and there are different nuances to the real estate transactions. When we were in an REO market, there was a time when people were purchasing properties through HOA foreclosures. And Real quick, what's an REO market for the people out there that don't oh, know? <laughs> REO stands for real estate owned, okay. meaning that the, the people were not able to continue to make their payments and the banks were then able to take those properties back uh, to relieve the homeowner from that obligation. Yeah. So foreclosure is basically, foreclosure market um, is basically what REO means. And during that time, you were seeing a lot of issues on the title due to that. Well, at that point in time, they were they were being purchased pretty, pretty easily. Right. But uh, subsequent to that, when people purchase them just between each other and don't have the benefit of title insurance, the next transaction can get pretty muddy. 
Oh yeah, yes. Oh, of course, because they have a clouded title, correct? They have a clouded title. There's there's endless endless items that could come up that that could really really be detrimental to the new owner of the property. Okay. I have a, a, a question for you, too, on another topic that came up. Um, sorry to, to hit you with this one That's unexpectedly. Okay. But I've been hearing commercials um, on the radio, TV, and everything about some type of, I guess, title insurance to protect your title against title fraud. Um, some kind of a company. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of this? I haven't heard the per that particular commercial. Okay. I know that, so one of the things that title insurance uh, can protect you against is post, uh, post-closing forgery. Okay. And there was a point in time where people would, when many, many of us, many people in the U.S., they had a lot of equity in their home. And, you know, there's people out there that aren't as uh, trustworthy as others. Right. And they could go and actually steal that equity from the home. Right. And that's what this commercial cover or commercial mentions is that, you know, someone can actually pull out a loan or something on your house Correct. and they do it fraudulently, of course, and it protects you from that. So does title insurance cover that protection as well? There is, there is protection in your title policy for that post, uh, post-closing fraud. Okay. So if people are listening to that or hearing that commercial, that's something that you may want to check with. You can always contact a local realtor or me <laughs> or, or an escrow officer and ask them to review your title report to see if you have the title insurance on there. And we can ask questions and dig and find out because you might actually already have insurance to protect you on that. And this company that advertises is advertising for a monthly fee or whatnot to do it. And it's one of those things, every time I've heard the commercial, I'm like, I think people already have that and they don't need that service, but I don't know. Um, of course, you can always check with us and we can look a little bit deeper into that. Is that that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and have them look at their title insurance policy. Uh, and actually you have access to ePropertyWatch Watch through, through your MLS. Yeah. You can set your, your homeowners up on and they, they would receive an alert. If there was anything recorded against their property that they weren't aware of, they would receive an alert if they're set up on ePropertyWatch. Watch. They can do it themselves, uh -huh. but their realtor can actually go on and set them up as well. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, if you want to get set up on ePropertyWatch, Watch, call me, contact me, email me, text me, however you want to reach out, and I can get you set up on that to where you'll get an alert if there's anything that hits your title. That's wonderful. Yeah, isn't I, it? I didn't even know I had access to that. Yeah, we, we've had a relationship with them for many years, and then they partnered actually with the LVR. Okay. So it's a, it's a great tool, and it was really put into place for that very reason, because you don't no one checks the recorder's website to see if there was anything yeah. recorded against their property in the last week. So this would give you um, a proactive alert if something was recorded. That is excellent. It's yeah. almost like credit monitoring for your home. It really is. And yeah. it's, our, it's our biggest asset. Yeah. It's our biggest purchase. And for someone to be able to, I won't say easily, but uh, a, a team of people were, were going in and really creating problems for honest homeowners. Yeah, yeah, and that's horrible. It's, yes. um, and it's one of the, the things about um, having those alerts and things like that is there are so many times that I've even witnessed we come to a sell of a home 
we're in escrow and all of a sudden something's on that title report. You know, you receive that title report yes. within the first 10 days of being in escrow and something's on there. The seller had no idea it was ever on there. It could be a judgment. It could be a lien. We obviously yes. work with title to try to get it cleared if it's, if it's not theirs, but you don't want to find that out when you're in the middle of a sell, no. it can cause delays. Um, sometimes it can cause cancellations and we don't want that. So it is Absolutely definitely not. a huge benefit. Um, now, a lot of times we talk escrow title. Um, uh, we, we usually, I, I know I have a habit of always just pairing them. They're the same thing. They're really not the same thing, but what is escrow? What exactly does escrow mean? Escrow is really a term that describes the the process that's handled by a neutral third party. Okay. So we receive the contract, we follow the contract, and we collect the funds and disperse the funds back out. Okay. So um, contract, so per se, if um, I'm going to purchase a home and we send an offer to the seller, the seller accepts the offer, huh? we are now in contract. I yes. put up an earnest money deposit, um, which will be held at escrow, yes. who is a neutral third party, meaning that they don't represent the seller, they don't represent the buyer, they're neutral, they're, their intent is to stay fair through the entire process and follow the terms of that contract that we have written. Correct. Okay. We are, we are a neutral third party. Okay, great. And, uh, and that's very important for people to know because being a neutral third party, that means that you're protected against, you know, them un unfairly. You know, if, if you were making an offer on a home, putting up a deposit and that deposit was held by the seller, seller could get mad at you and say, I'm keeping that. So that escrow protects against that happening. Yes, we are. We, we hold the funds and follow, follow written instruction. Okay, perfect. And what are some common items that can delay the process in a cell? Really, some of the most common items are just escrow not having enough information, over-inform. If there's things you think that we might not even need to know about, let us know. Okay. Um, one of the most common, super simple, if the seller's out of state, let us know. If they're traveling, let us know. We can accommodate signings nearly anywhere. Yes. And that's but, a misconception that people have. Some people think, oh, if I'm selling a house in Vegas, I'm going to have to plan a trip, go out to Vegas to do my signing, and they don't have to. No, they don't. They really don't have to. We have mobile notaries. We have the availability now of what we call a RON, so it's remote online notary. Oh, I do so, know that. That's brand new, huh? Yes, it okay. is brand new. Quite the process to get certified, but we do have access to that as well. So we're working hard, very hard, to make it as easy as we possibly can for the consumer. Right. And as um, the most convenient that we can. People are busy. I know. People are busy. Right. Oh, oh absolutely. And people are busy. People are traveling. You have work. Um, while selling a home is a big deal and a big, important step in your life, you don't want it to consume your whole day, week, no. or month, or however long that escrow is going to be. So we do try to make sure that throughout the process it is painless and you can still continue your regular day-to-day -day activities while selling a home. Correct. Um, uh, other information we need to know if parties are married. Um, a lot of times there people are married, but one's One buying or the other you know, there can be additional steps that need to be taken, additional documentation that needs to be signed. 
So the more information we have, the better. If it's vested in a trust or if there's an LLC involved, uh, make sure that we have all the, the appropriate documentation then, so that we can get it approved sooner than later. Yes. The earlier, the better, so that when it's time to close, people aren't scrambling and they're not stressed because buying and selling homes, is it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. There's a lot uh, outside of just the paperwork part of it. There's the personal side to it. We don't want to cause them any stress. So the more information we have, the better off everyone's going to be. Absolutely. And going back to the spouses, so because of the laws in Nevada yes. on you know marriage and home ownership, um, if a seller is selling a house, but that seller is the only person on title, that doesn't necessarily mean that the spouse doesn't have to sign anything, correct? Correct. Yes. Correct. And it's always a great idea just to check with the escrow officer, either, either through their real estate agent, but check with the escrow officer and find out, does my husband need to attend? Do I need to attend? Well, obviously if they're the primary owner, but find out who needs to be there. Yes, yes, that's very important. And also when it comes to your final signing, one of the things that uh, I found is always a good thing to let people know if you're planning on having your funds wired to your account, bring that account number. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> because so many times people are scrambling there at the signing trying to find the account number. So right. that will make uh, your signing appointment a lot easier. Bring your forms of ID, bring your account number. That will make sure that you're prepared to, um, when we go through all those paper, the paperwork for your final signing, that we have everything in order and we don't have to return with further information later. Correct, and um, proper identification is, is very important as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I always tell people two forms of ID. That's that's great. I love hearing that. Yes. Um, a lot of times, loan documents, uh, the lender requires two forms of ID a lot okay. of times. So mm -hmm. um, some do, some don't. We never know mm -hmm. until we actually get the documents. So it's, it's always best to be, you know, over-prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we talk about, um, you talked a little bit about how the title is vested. Um, how, what type of ownership it's vested in. So basically what vesting means is uh, how, hmm, gosh, how can I explain this? <laughs> how, how you, your vesting is how you wish to take title. Take ownership. Take ownership of your property. Yes. Um, are you a married woman and this is your sole and separate property? Are you an unmarried woman meaning now that you, you were married at one point, now you're no longer married, you're divorced. Okay. Um, a single woman, you've never been married, a uh, man or a woman in this, in this instance, husband and wife. One of the biggest or probably most important vestings that people need to take, take notice of when they're married, do they want it as joint tenants with right of survivorship? Right. And we always, you know, we're not attorneys, um, don't offer legal advice, but they could really talk to someone and find out how, how is it best for me to avoid probate in the event something happens to one or the other of us. Yes. So. Yes. And that, that is a great uh, question for, for you to um, find out before you go into vesting your property is to make sure that you look towards the future. If something were to happen to one of you, you want to make sure that your vesting is not going to trigger probate or, you know, have you um, have some obstacles that um, you'll that will arise later and it could and those situations are traumatic for a surviving party mm -hmm. 
So if they go to sell their property and now we have additional hurdles, it's just great to, to get some advice up front. Talk to talk to a real estate attorney, talk to your accountant, talk to someone and find out, hey, what's what's the best steps for us to take care? Right, absolutely. And that is, that that's so very important, um, not only uh, for for your for your future planning yeah. and your financial planning, you know, down the road, but it's also one of those things which, like I said, you don't want to be in the middle of a sale, which I personally have had that happen on, you know, with a client of mine, we're in the middle of a sale and found out that there was something on the title that they were unaware of that triggered probate. Um, so it, yes. um, you know, you're partially through a cell, you think you're closing in 30 days, and then you find out you have to contact a probate attorney, we're going to probate court, and that obviously is a very long process. It's a long process, <laughs> and probably not the, the most fun conversation to have with the buyer's agent. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> it was one of those things that um, the way that uh, just, it, it, it was, the seller was unaware that that was the situation and we did not find out until we were in escrow. And that is probably the most common problem is that they just weren't aware. Um, nobody had told them that it made a difference whether or not it was marked husband and wife or if it was marked husband and wife as joint tenant with right of survivorship. They just didn't know. Um, we don't know other people's jobs. Yes, as, absolutely. As just Americans. Right. So we rely on experts. Right, absolutely. And that is something when you're purchasing a house, definitely you want to make sure that you understand those vesting, the different types of vesting yes. that you can do. You understand what each one means and make sure that you're doing the one that is to the best of your interest because that is very important for it the future of, um, of your home down the line. And, you know, as we talked, we've been talking a little bit about how real estate, things change. Um, the market changes. One of the things we're seeing recently there's a lot of solar on homes, right? <laughs> yes. A lot of solar panels. And um, want to make sure that we're aware is, you know, how is this going to go down? How is the buyer assuming it? Is the seller paying it off um, to make that as clear as possible? Right. So that um, that, that can throw a monkey wrench in a process in a hurry. Right. And what I have found many consumers um, don't really understand when they get solar. Um, I've had so many, and because I've, I'm actually well-versed on solar because I've had so many instances Issues. where we've come yeah. across it, um, I, I inform them at the beginning, at the listing appointment, what to expect there. But there's so many people that have solar panels that they didn't, they didn't pay for the panels, and they tell me, oh, no, these were free. And I just pay for the energy. So there's no, and I say, well, you have a lien attached to your property now because of the solar panels. They say, no, no, they were free. That still does not mean that there's a lien attached to the solar panels. In most cases, whether you were told they were free or they were not free and you're just right. purchasing the energy, this is a lien that is attached to your property that is the term of the contract, which is usually, in most cases, 22 to 30 years, correct? It's, uh, it, yeah, it varies, but it, it's a long-term, it's a long-term commitment. Yes. Whether it's a lease, um, and we, we've seen, we've seen some delays. Oh yeah. With regard, with regard to that, because again, people just don't know. They're, yes. They're just not informed when they, those are purchased. Yes. And, and it is, they were, um, I feel like they're, that the solar, solar companies need to do a little better job of explaining 
the complete uh, details to yeah. the consumers because they're they're very much under the misunderstanding that uh, they're that there's no obligation to these and there is the obligation is because it's attached to the property when you sell your home this buyer that is purchasing your home now has to assume the lease and the contract that you've attached to this um, there is in some cases a payoff amount where you can pay off the company for them to um, remove them, own them, or whatever, depending on your contract, which is called a PPA agreement, a power purchase agreement. Um, but in most cases, the buyer is going to have to take over those panels. They're going to have to assume your lease, and that's going to have to transfer with the sell of the home, which is definitely more title work and escrow. Um, the is escrow or title? Um, that would be you know on the escrow side of escrow things. side of things, yes. and it's. It's not a huge deal on our, our end. Mm -hmm. We just need to know what the agreement is. Yes. Is Are we getting a payoff and we're just going to pay it off through escrow? Or are we subordinating it, meaning that the buyer is going to assume the loan or the contract? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, sometimes that it has to be approved through the lender as well. Absolutely, because a lot of times that's an extra payment that the buyer is now right. obligated to, which has to be incorporated into your debt-to-income ratio. Pretty fun stuff. So, <laughs> so it is very important, huge, for us to know all of that up front. Now, if you own your panels outright, they're transferring with yes. the property. You have no payment. You have no lease. You had paid for these. Completely different story. That is easy-peasy transfers automatically. But yes. if you do have any type of lease or you don't know you have a lease, but you may have one, those are all things we need to work out really at the listing appointment before we list the home. We don't want any surprises in escrow when it comes to that. We don't. We don't like surprises either. <laughs> right. And another thing that I get common, um, very commonly people will ask about is if they do have, so sometimes people are aware they have liens on the home, you know, tax liens. Whatever, things happen. You have a lien on the home. Uh, trash liens we see a lot. Yes. Yes, and they're, uh, they're aware of the lien. They know that there's a lien on the property and they think that they have to pay this off before they can sell the home. That's not always the case. If there's enough equity and enough proceeds in the sell, these liens can be cleared at closing with the proceeds, correct? Correct. Um, typically, if there's a lien still showing on the property, we're going to need to pay that off through through the proceeds and through the, the closing of the escrow, unless of course they have gone down, um, presented a receipt to us showing that it's been paid. We then reach back out to um, sewer, trash, whomever, just to make sure that there's a zero balance. Correct. So it, it can be done ahead of time. There's just a couple extra steps that we're happy to accommodate. Right. We just wanna make sure that, um, Again, because we're ensuring that the new buyer has that property free and clear of any liens or judgments, we have to make sure that those are appropriately paid off. Right. And I actually advise people um, that I, I think it's an easier process if they just let them be paid through closing. That way we know we are not going back and forth with checks and balances on if anything's cleared or not. Yeah, we're happy to do that. Okay. We're happy to take care of that. Yeah, so that's a good thing for people to know out there. Um, I know I get asked that question a lot is what do I do about the liens if they are aware of them right. and um, they're working on trying to pay them off. But if there's enough proceeds and they can be paid through the proceeds, that is certainly an option. Yes. Um, one other thing that I'm sure you get a lot. So if we're, you know, 
agents, um, you in every transaction you're going to have a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. Well, in most yes. every transaction, most there's exceptions. Correct. <laughs> yeah, most every transaction you're going to have a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. We yes, we write the contracts, we send them over, we agree on them, we sign them, our our clients sign them, but sometimes our interpretations are not the same. Sometimes the seller's agent and the buyer's agent yes. are not on the same page. So when that happens, and of course you're the neutral third party, the escrow company is the neutral third party. Do they um, do they come to um, do they review the contract and basically have the final word on how this is uh, determined to be? Great question. Thank you. Absolutely, we we do not. Again, we are a neutral. You do not. <laughs> okay. We do. We we won't make any determinations. Right. We follow the written instruction. Okay. So whatever the parties have agreed upon. So uh, we may even ask if if both sides are are discussing maybe what one thinks and what the other thinks. We'll ask for a clarification. Okay. We will ask for something additional in writing signed by both parties, by the buyer and the seller, because truly they really are the parties to the transaction. But we will ask for clarification just to make sure that everybody is on the same page and that everybody has the same understanding. Okay. So we really, until, if there's a dispute like that, we will sit back and wait for the parties to come to either an agreement, um, it may cancel it, but we, we don't make those determinations. Right. So the thing out there for you to know is make sure that every term is clear. Sometimes I go in, in my contracts, I over explain, but I prefer to do it that way just to make sure that it is com it, it's clear. There's no misunderstandings of what we're trying to accomplish through the contract. For instance, I'm just going to throw an example, so just in case I lost any of you out there, of what we're talking about. Um, to keep things simple, say there's a home warranty. Um, your, your buyer, you're the buyer on the property, you want the seller to purchase a home warranty for you when you, push, when you purchase the home. Yet you don't have an amount in the home warranty section on the purchase agreement. You just say seller purchases home warranty go to seller and seller says, well, I'm not planning on paying more than $500 for this warranty. This is not title's decision. This is not the escrow decision at this no. point. We need to clarify that. The agents need to get that clarified, the amount of who is paying the warranty and the amount of the warranty being paid in what's called an addendum to the purchase contract, correct? Correct. Yes. We just, we need those figures. We need to know what the parties have agreed upon. I guess the key word would be agreed upon right. keywords. So in any instance, again, if we don't have it, we will just wait until one of you get it to us and it's signed by both parties. Right, so it needs to be an addendum that states clearly the instructions of what is going to happen for you guys to be able to follow the instructions. Correct. Yes, okay. That's great to know. That that's uh, yes. that's good news. That's great to know. And um, I know you guys are probably contacted a lot by agents saying, "Can you come up with the decision for this?" And and it's just not it's, it's just not what you're supposed to be doing. No, no. We we really are neutral. We we are there to process the paperwork, mm -hmm. um, collect the funds, and then disperse the funds and make sure that we are we are giving this new buyer who's purchased maybe the home of their dreams free and clear of any title problems. Yeah, no, and that's huge, it's very important. Yes, it, again, biggest purchase, and 
most people's largest asset. Yes. Oh, oh, and most, and most definitely. Yeah. In, in most cases, it is most people's largest asset. So it's a big deal. Yeah. And wrapping up here, um, I want to be able to um, make sure that people know how to contact you. Oh, absolutely. I'm Kimberly Peterson. My phone number, you can reach me at um, area code 702-274-9688. And always available to take a phone call. And Kimberly's company is First American Title Insurance Company. Kimberly is amazing. Um, she asks, so she answers questions. And one of the great things about Kimberly is that if she doesn't know the answer to a question, she will find it. She will research it. She will find it. She will make sure that you have the details that you need to know, which I appreciate because I'm always throwing curveballs <laughs> of uh, interesting things that come up. And, and she's always been able to get down to the bottom of it and find out the right way to go with it. I've got some amazing people that I work with that are incredibly smart and have seen basically every type of title issue that you can imagine and tons that we've never even thought of. Right. But uh, I always have, I've, I've got a great, great resource team. Debbie Jackson is the vice president of the title operations okay. and absolutely amazing. And I don't know what I would do without her. Yes, you guys are definitely yes. an amazing team. You're always on top of things and you guys do a great job. And once again, tonight at from 6 to 8 p.m. I want to see you guys there. Costumes, candy, we will be masked. We're going to um, definitely be taking safety precautions. Um, so we will uh, hope to see you guys there in a fun uh, trunk or treat. And thank you so much. I've enjoyed you. this. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you for being here and thank you for coming on the show and I look forward to having you on again in the future. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank all you, right. Kimmy. You guys all have a wonderful uh, evening and day out there. And tune in next week on Realty Check with Trish Williams. Of course, with me, your host, Trish Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 9 a.m. on next Thursday. And we will be uh, looking forward to seeing you guys there again. Also, um, our show's pretty new, so we're looking for reviews. If you guys are enjoying the content that we have out there, please take a second to give us a review. Um, download us on iTunes. We're now officially on iTunes. Download us on iTunes. Leave a review if you have, um, if you have a second to, and that would be extremely helpful. Thank you. Share it with your friends also. Have a wonderful day.